whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. I'm realizing that I'm <laughs> squished really badly between this. I should have, like, probably... I was actually wondering how you fit in that, like, small spot. I don't spot. know. I was really situated myself between the table and the chair really awkwardly with my belly. It was... Suddenly I was realizing, like, if I'm sitting here for a long enough time... I can't breathe. I'm... Going to really be uncomfortable this whole time. So I'm situated now. I got my chair. Okay. Out and Great. I'm, did you do you like my Goodwill jeans? Oh, are those the Goodwill ones? Yeah. Those actually look great on you. I've been really wanting skinny maternity jeans, and and with Goodwill, when, you just never and know. When Melissa was 42 weeks pregnant and wanted <laughs> us to go to Goodwill, <laughs> we're like, okay. So I found. I found a great pair of maternity skinny jeans for $3. It was half off day, so they were $6. They look great on you. They're 3 and they I feel like they fit me as perfectly as if I went to any store. Yeah. And well, that's awesome them. because that never happens. I know. I feel like it was a gift from the Lord, these <sighs> great. skinny jeans. <laughs> so clearly, skinny jeans aren't a bad thing if the Lord is gifting them. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so, how are you? I'm very tired. Yeah? Because our friend let me borrow her pregnancy pillow. She asked if I had, like, ever tried one, and I had tried one with Grayson's pregnancy, but felt but didn't like it. But I also felt like I didn't give it a fair shot, you know? And, and that, it's like your first pregnancy, and it's like a long right. time ago, and things have yes, changed. Yes, but I always see them, and I think, this is I what I like need. That. Like, this is how I will sleep comfortably. And my current pillow situation in my life, I know, has just been getting a little flat and not right also. Okay. and like so the pillows themselves have been getting yes. flat, or just the situation has gotten <laughs> flat? <laughs> the pillows themselves have been getting flat, and I've just been feeling like I need to make some shift, but I don't want to buy a new pillow. You need those Great Wolf Lodge pillows. Yes, that's that exactly like what I need. Super fluffy that I needed. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I need. So, anyway, when she suggested this out of the blue, I was like, oh, I would love to try it. Providing for so you. I, like, yeah, came home washed the cover and like got my like scent on it and like went to go to bed and was like hmm this is okay but then through the night I woke up so many times not okay it was not okay like it was not I should have just taken the pillow on the and put it on the floor and grabbed my old pillows back but I just kept being like I need to commit to one night of like to really know how it is but I'm like laying there maybe it'll get better yes I just kept feeling like it was somehow I wanted it so badly to be the answer to what I wanted and so I kept trying to make it work and adjust it and it was like pushed my head up too high but it didn't support my legs wide enough and I hated every second of it so finally at like 
5 a.m. I go to look. That's really long. It was, yes. I, I like, really was not sleeping well at all. Finally, at 5 a.m., I go to, like, just get my other pillows off the floor, and Calvary had come in and fallen asleep on my floor on both of them. So I was like, okay, well. So then I just got up. Cause oh I like couldn't I couldn't sleep with that anymore I was I felt like my neck had like completely <laughs> unadjusted itself from its adjustment yesterday and it was painful. Well, so that's a disappointment. I'm really tired and I'm never sleeping with that pillow again. Has Tim tried it? <laughs> <laughs> no. You might really like. The he might really like it. really like it, but I can now with confidence. I no longer wonder. And you no longer covet those pillows you see out there and think, if only I... I had this pillow. And people talk about, like, oh, once I got a pregnancy pillow, it changed my life. And And they've always felt, when I see them, I feel like that feels so overbearing. (laughs) But it's what I want. I need a pillow with my head. I need a pillow with my legs. And I like to have something I can, like, put my arm over. So the idea of it is great the like actual practicality of you need it what you need you need a pregnancy pillow where the head is flattened out so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the middle is normal and the legs yes. are actually <laughs> yes. like a three-dimensional yeah. yep yeah if only well i could like move the stuffing around or something surgery on the pillow so anyway well, i slept horrible i'm very tired that's but disappointing i'm sorry that's okay now I know. Mm-hmm. But my in-laws are flying in right now as we speak, hopefully. Soon. And their flight is going to be late, but... That's exciting. Thankfully, I have a husband who is a night owl and will happily go pick them up from the airport at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yes, that is good news. Um, you could pick up Chip on the way. <laughs> Might as well. It doesn't get off till 1, so... Um, yeah, let's see. Big news. What? Melissa had her baby. <laughs> She's not 43 weeks pregnant. So, Woo! Yay. <laughs> Praise God for that. Yes. We did go to Goodwill on her 42-week celebration day. We did. Mm-hmm. And at we... her suggestion. Yes. Because she needed to make a toga costume for her five-year-old <laughs> for a costume party for the next day. <laughs> All priorities that All we would have. All things that when we got the text from her, <laughs> we're like, oh, what? Um, Sure, we'll go. Okay. <laughs> Why do you care about this right now? But he did make it to his... Barely. Barely. By the skin of his teeth, he made it. Thanks to all the grandparents. Yeah. Because she had her baby on Sunday. Yep. She was 42 weeks one day. Yeah. Things went well. We won't go into that because hopefully she'll be a special guest on our podcast at Mm -hmm. some point to debrief us on... Her experience. How the whole thing went down, but... But we both got to be there. And it did go well. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yes. Um, So our week started off kind of in this... We, like, came home from Melissa's birth. I, like, changed my clothes, ate some food, and then we, like, left to go to church. Yeah. For the evening, and then had a chili cook-off after church. We had gotten up early to go down to be with her, and then we stayed with her... Through the birth and then through after right. until until it was time basically to go to church. Then we had church and 
chili cook-off, and then yeah, it started. I was so grumpy at the chili cook-off. I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to be here. I don't. I was so annoyed because I got in the lines with my kids, and all my kids said were like, we only want Miss Danny's chili. We don't want any other chili. So I'm looking, trying to figure out what crock pot is yours because there's two separate lines. And I'm like, oh, I think it's this one over here. So I go over here, wait in this long line. We get up to it. I'm like, this is not Danny's chili. This is not her crock pot, and nor is it any of these crock pots in this line. You were on the wrong side. I was on the wrong side. I was so annoyed, and I'm like, can we just try a different one? And my kids are like, no, we don't only want my Danny's chili. So we go back to the other one, and I'm like waiting in that line, but I'm just so irritated and annoyed. my chili for them? I don't know. Oh. Well, I got one. I think that was, was your... Was the very end one? Yes. Yes. And I would say it's probably good news that... I don't know. I mean, this is just... Chip said, I'm so, so glad you made chili and that we had it to feed to our kids because he said he went through smelling all the chilies and he's like, I just felt like so many of them you could tell were spicy or just like such a different flavor than what we're used to. He's like, I just feel like our kids would not have liked any of them yes and he's like i tried a couple and they were fine but i don't think our kids would have liked them at all and right so but by that point i wasn't hungry i just wanted to be in bed and i didn't want to wait in a line again and so i'm like tim you just figure out who wants what and i'm just gonna sit there here being pissed (laughs) i just was a big fat grump i was trying at that point in my life to not eat very many carbs and uh-huh. so uh, I had some chili, but I didn't have any of the delicious things like the cornbreads or desserts. And so yeah. I just avoided the room altogether as long as possible. I saw you talking to people and I was sitting there thinking, I don't know how she's talking to people. I was talking to people because I was avoiding the fact that I wasn't was eating food. any of the things that I wanted to eat. I wasn't eating. I didn't eat or talk to people. Well. I was just a big grump in the corner who was giving people the death eye because of that sounds fun. Thankfully. Thankfully things turned around. Chip never the even end of it, but. had me try to do anything with the children. I know. I also saw that, which was annoying to me because Tim was doing what you were doing, which was like talking to everyone while I was doing everything. So I think with the it kids. made it a lot easier to be talking to people because yeah, I wasn't dealing with my children, which was a massive gift from my husband. Yeah. Which, anyway. to be fair to Tim, I will say they had been taking care of our kids yes. all day, so it felt like an extra huge super massive gift that then not only did chip take care of them there and feeding all of them but then we got home and he put all of them to bed basically by himself too and he was pretty spectacular our husbands are so good at they are being loving towards us so we can attend births and then we moved into the week oh that's what my monday entailed I don't know what your Monday entailed. Mine was rough. Birth processing and crying a lot. Oh, mine was some birth processing, but mostly I was just crying all day for various reasons. <laughs> yeah, we barely talked. Crying. There was a lot of crying. Um, and I had like Costco, and mm-hmm. I don't remember what else. So the week started off a little rough, a little shaky. It was a little shaky. 
Uh, so then Tuesday I had a really busy day because I started out my day going to Superstition Ranch Market before my acupuncture appointment that was at nine. So I left and did that just earlier than I normally would. I wouldn't mm-hmm. normally be out the door by eight fifteen. Oh, and Chip was gone. He went to meet a friend for breakfast, so oh. I had to get up and get breakfast for your make sure my kids were fed and things yeah. were done and taken care of before I left. And then I met Chip over at his parents' house and helped him clean. And then I don't remember what was after that. I mean, we made lunch and I don't remember most of this week. <laughs> I know I'm kind of it's feeling all fuzzy and run together um I think oh we that was was that mm, did we go down to see Melissa that day I think yes in the afternoon yeah we did and And then then I made dinner you made dinner and then the kids had epic icon right and then they got home late and we were taking care of our little kids that time Mm -hmm. Abby and I decided after dinner that night we were like, oh, we just have our little kids. Like, let's just go on a nice walk. <laughs> and somehow it was... It was not... It, in our heads, it was like we only have three... Like, we only have three kids each. So this will be, like, really easy to take yeah, these six kids on a walk. Six kids and just throw them in the stroller. We each have a double stroller. So it'll be fine. We'll just have two of them walk and... Until I realized I didn't have my double stroller. And which I have two double strollers. So... She was one of my... It just... It was, like, what we felt like was going to be this, like, quick, effortless, like... Relaxing. Just throw them in and go. Felt like every moment of getting ready for it. Because kids are, like, not finding their shoes. And it's, like, you guys need to go to the bathroom. But then they're, like, I just went to the bathroom. Oh, now I'm trying to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Just the whole process was taking... One of the dogs got out, and so we're, like, trying to get the dog back in, which didn't take long, but it's just... Yes, it was definitely... It felt like in the moment of it, like, this wasn't really what we thought. No, we we thought we were just going to go on this quick walk. But by then, the kids were, like, excited about it, and we were committed. I wanted to throw in the towel. I know, but they were all like, this is our friend, and... So we made it through. We did, but, <laughs> but it was not the idyllic. It thing was we, not the walk we were anticipating. I feel like it shifted for both of us at about the exact same moment uh-huh. up from this. Like, wait, what are we doing? Why, Why are we are doing, doing this? this? Yeah, it's so great a second ago. Mm-hmm. So we did that Tuesday night, and um, Wednesday. You made some lactation cookies. I for made people. A, a lot of lactation cookies. Nine dozen, to be exact. Wait, that was Thursday. Oh, well, I made Wednesday, nine dozen. I don't know what happened. Well, my calendar's empty, so I have no idea what I did. Mm. But Thursday. I just have small group on my calendar. We did do that reach group. Yep. Um. Yeah. Oh, I spent all day Wednesday finally really taking care of all yes. the clothes that my kids 
It's like um, switch out season slash size time. Which is just the worst. Yeah, ever. I just finished my last Especially kid. when you try to be frugal and save. It's definitely clothes. worse for you. I felt like for me, it was A, I have like way less kids, but B, I also have way less clothes. Like. And C, your older kids don't have my problem always is that I get at least some clothes at least for the twin like Kenzie gets some hand-me-downs she she gets a lot somehow my kids get a lot of hand-me-downs they get a ton of hand-me-downs and yeah but it's not always like hand-me-downs that are actually going to work and be great right yes so, so you have you, I'm just saying you have way yes, more clothes you have to sort through amounts. and then I've got all of them saved from all of the oldest right. ones down but I just had to go through my kids drawers figure out what was too small take it out and then like you've passed like Grace and stuff to Sayla and right. Cade stuff to Cal and then and Cade and Grayson just don't have the next things, things for the next size just, and then you can kind of see like what do we need yes. and just get those things that you need right and, so it definitely was a much but I make all my kids get all of their stuff out of their closets and drawers and it's like this great thing that Riken and the twins share. They're 18 months apart in age and they are very, Riken's on the smaller side and the twins are more average and so they can share a lot of things but they it's frustrating because like so for pants right now they all fit size 10 really well. But there were some pants that the twins could still fit in size 8. And there were, like, one or two pairs that Riken was able to wear of 12s that mm-hmm. weren't way too big on him. But they would be way too big on... They're just barely not way too big on Riken. So they are way too big on the twins. Yeah. And the ones that are the 8s barely fit the twins. So they don't fit Riken. So I'm like, well, do I just not keep any of these pants and put them in any of their drawers? Because they share, like, one drawer for pants right do i make try to make multiple drawers for pants but then i I don't have that many drawers like what are we going to do about drawers and where are we even going to put more drawers or do i get rid of these pants and only keep the tens but if i do that there's three of them Mm -hmm. and so having these few extra pairs that fit some of them is helpful yeah so i basically just they're at least old enough now i'm like riken if you put on a pair of pants and it feels really small on you, look at the tag. And if it says eight, you have to take it off and you're not allowed to wear it. If I see you wearing pants that I think look way too small, I'm going to make you check the tag and see if it's an eight and you're not going to wear it. Twins, don't wear jeans that are giant on you. If they're giant, check and see if it's a 12. And if it's a 12, you're not allowed to wear it. Like I just had to, Mike, yeah. you can all wear tens. Like there's no problem with tens. If you have doubts about how it's fitting, Check the tag. tag. (laughs) Yeah. And so we'll see how that goes. I'm not confident, but... Yeah. We'll see. So then Titus and Archer are the same. feel bad for Archer because he's always pulling up his pants. Yeah. But it also feels like they're so close and so many of their pairs of shorts do fit both of them Mm -hmm. fine. And I'd rather Archer have them too big than Titus be wearing ones that are way too little. Yes. Yeah. But I'm like, well... It's what it is. Yep. And then Deke. Deke, we just went by like the size on the tags and looking at them because we're not going to make our 
almost two-year-old try on every pair of shorts. That's, like, my kid's most despised part of doing all of it is, like... Trying on everything. Like, now we have to try on all of these pants. I'm like, yes, you do. (laughs) Because... You don't want to then later figure out they're too small and have to find the box that they go in and, like... Yeah, and sometimes they... Like, some of them look fine, and then they put them on, and you're like, that's a really weird cut, and you're never going to wear those, and they look uncomfortable. And same with, like, opposite. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're ones that I'm like, oh, I don't think these are really good, and then they put them on, and they're like, this is my favorite pair. Right. (laughs) They have one pair. I'm pretty sure they kept them. That's got, like, a waistband top, but it's jeans. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But (laughs) it's one of those things that... When they're, like, five. Right. But now that they're, like, ten, it just feels really funny that to see it. When they have a shirt on, you can't right, see right, it. Right, right, yeah. And they're like, ooh, these are nice. <laughs> these are, like, maternity pants. <laughs> I'm like, I guess you can keep that. <laughs> oh, Here's an interesting question. Oh, okay. I'm really curious your thoughts on this. This <clears throat> this could take some audience input as well. But I'm trying to decide now how I want to present it if I want to give away what what the the who the sides of this controversy are or not. Don't. It's a I mean it's a controversy between Chip and I and I yeah, feel I, confident I that I can say that. But don't tell me the sides. Okay. Basketball pants. Mm-hmm. Like athletic mm-hmm. pants. There's controversy as to where they fall in line of appropriateness slash ghetto-ness slash between, like, pajamas and dress pants. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different, right. like, yes. stages of, like... There's, like, clearly pajamas. Yep. Then there's... And there's even, like, within pajamas, there's, like, the, the Carter's night. tight-fitting pajamas yes. versus, like, plaid pajama pants. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where, like, one is appropriate for one situation, mm-hmm. but you pro- like you probably wouldn't have especially, like, an 11-year-old wear, like, t- tight Carter's pajamas to, like, a pajama dress-up event yeah. at a church or something. Yeah. Okay. But you might wear plaid pajama pants to mm-hmm. that and not feel like it's... And then okay. there's, like, sweatpants, and there's jeans, and there's, like, khakis, like khakis and, like, dress pants. And then, like, dress yeah. pants. Okay. Got it. So, where in line do athletic pants fall, and are they appropriate to wear out in public and in what public settings? Okay. I feel very strongly about this. Okay. That they very much are not like jeans and that they fall more in the like sweatpant category. Okay. So I'm very particular about what when Kate is wearing like athletic basketball shorts. Are you talking about shorts or pants cuz there's a big difference? Oh, I don't know. We're what talking we... about pants. Oh. Oh, that changes it. Huh. Well, they're so close to pajamas to me that closer than sweatpants then they're both equal they're equal equal. to sweatpants yes sweatpants are like the cotton like 
That's what you're referring to sweatpants. Yes, yeah, like a cotton version. Yes, they're equal to that. Like a jogger right. or a, and even within sweatpants, I feel like there's, yes, there is there's a like wide. The, there's like the completely uncuffed versions, mm-hmm. and then there's like the cuffed with certain elastic bands that make them look one way. And I definitely put like, in with the sweatpants. A step above pajamas, but still the context in which I would want them to wear them. Like, Cade has two pairs of those, and they're just in his pajama drawer, and he just wears them for pajamas. Okay. And I... So when you see my kids wearing them, do you have thoughts? Because they wear them, like, almost every day. Do you think they're running around looking like they're in pajamas? I don't think about it, no. So, I, so I don't... even if it bothers you for your own children, it's not something that... Because I feel like if they were actually running around in actual pajamas... It, it would be kind yes. of like, yes. oh... I, they're, they're a they're step not, up from pajamas. Like, you consider them getting dressed. Yes, I do. But... But, like, I'm particular about what shirt goes with it. Like, it has to be a shirt that is more like a one of those, like, basketball-y type of mm-hmm. shirts. Like, I'm, that really bothers me when, like, Cade puts on, like, one of his, like, cotton but still kind of nicer shirts with right. those. But what about, like, a... Uh, a cotton graphic tee that is that fine. Is like yes, that's fine. Okay, graphic tee is fine, but the like nicer cotton shirts. Well, I feel like Kate has a lot of like collared shirts and like. Oh, I don't. Maybe not collared, but not collared, but like nicer. We don't say. like graphic tees in our house, right. so yeah, I don't. We don't know. have a we lot. We have graphic a lot tees. of them because people give them to us. Yeah, I hate them. Yeah, and I don't keep all of them, but yes, I agree very much with that. If I, if I, if I could choose what my ideal children's wardrobe was it would be very different than what my yeah hand-me-down version of my children's wardrobe is. <laughs> but you know what but it's Those free hand-me-downs are such a blessing but it's free to... and so keep on sending them my way all of you listeners who <laughs> give me clothes yep. i'm not complaining i'm just saying um anyway okay so i have a question i have a topic for tonight are you curious of which opinion who has what I think just knowing you and Chip, mm-hmm. I feel like Chip feels like swept, like basketball pants are a normal part of every day, and it wouldn't, doesn't matter at all, and you think it does matter. Which is a surprising part, because it's completely the opposite. What? And he, like, wants them to get rid of all of them, and he wants them to wear jeans every day and not even be able to wear that basketball pants so to play. shocking. And I'm like, yes, I realize they're not nice, but, like, really, like, <laughs> why can't they wear them? Uh-huh. And he's like, well, I guess it's fine. I'm like, when they're staying at home all day... And they're, like, running around the neighborhood. And they they have a strong opinion about that they're so much more comfortable. Yes. I'm like, it really matters that much? I'm like, if it does, we can make a rule that, like, they have to wear jeans. I'm like, but in my opinion, I want them to keep their jeans nice because we don't dress up for church and wear, like, dress pants. So we wear jeans to church. I will never, ever let them wear basketball pants to church. Like, to me, that's very much like, no, oh, no. Like, that would be, like, the equivalent of sweatpants. For me, I, I feel like athletic pants are, like... If I had to group them with one of those things, I'd group them with sweatpants. But I still feel like there's something about them that feels a little bit less... Um, I don't agree. When my kids had their, like, sweatpants that had, like, cargo pockets and cuffed bottoms. Oh. <laughs> if 
felt like the athletic pants looked a little bit better. Well, but Chip very strongly feels like those are way cooler, and I'm like, oh, I don't think they're cooler. Like, I don't know. If it's a coolness factor, I don't feel like they're cooler. If it's just an appropriateness factor, I feel like they're equal. And then he's trying to tell me, like, well, I don't think they should wear them out in public. And I'm like, okay, but, like, name, like, what examples of in public do you mean? Right, like, when we go to Walmart? Right, that's what I was like. I can't think of very many places I ever take them on a regular, like, to your mom's. That's not in public. Like, they can wear them over there for piano lessons, right? Like, yeah. I wouldn't want them to wear them out to dinner to, like, if we're going and stopping at Taco Bell, I have no problem with that. (laughs) If we're going out to, like, a sit-down dinner with your family, yeah, I'm going to have them change out of them and wear jeans. But yeah, I'm like, it's, like, the equivalent to me of when I wake up and put on, like, workout clothes, like, like leggings and a sports bra Mm -hmm. and, like, some tank top that very clearly is like this isn't yeah this is like not me wearing my pajamas but it's also not me really feeling like dressed yeah it feels like that and i'm like do you have a problem with that like where are we going with this and by the as much as it shocks me it also doesn't because <laughs> chip definitely has some interesting it's like him wanting to wear shoes 100% of the time <laughs> yes <laughs> feels very much <laughs> Like that. You know, he, like, wears a belt all the time. Like, I think he just, like, mm-hmm. you wake up and you get dressed, like, right away. Like, he, even on a weekend, it's surprising if he stays in pajamas for any amount of time. Hmm. That just, I'm like, why would you possibly get dressed before you need to (laughs) right that just feels Mm -hmm. weird to me yep so anyway and i felt like i said to him because he said maybe we should put this as a poll on facebook or something and i said we could absolutely do that and we could get very very real if not if it was skewed in any way, like if I put it in the women's group and it was skewed in any way, I can almost guarantee you that if people thought they were trying to side with me, if I didn't tell them who was who, mm-hmm. and they thought they were just trying to side with me, they right. would end up siding with you. Yeah. So I wasn't trying to side with you. I, that's just how I feel about it. Oh, no, I know. But I was I know surprised. Well, I know because you wouldn't have thought... Yeah. Right. And I, I do. I will agree with you that if we got a lot of hand-me-downs, and that was the majority of my hand-me-downs, I would probably have a very different opinion. But we don't... Well, like, the, Kate doesn't get hand-me-downs. The basketball so, pants aren't part of the hand-me-downs. The basketball pants, like, we don't have any... We've got very few pairs now. Gotcha. And they want more because oh, they've okay. always had them. Mm-hmm. I think they got a couple of pairs of them when they yeah. were, like, five. And, loved and them. then they loved them. And it's, like, that's the thing is, like, they're, like, oh, we only have, like, two pair of these. Can can you please buy us some more athletic pants? Because there's three of us, and we're going to yeah. have to share. And so that's where it came, like, do we buy them more pairs of these mm-hmm. or do we not? Like, yeah. But I feel like, especially with jeans... 
they get more holes and stains on their jeans quickly mm-hmm. than black athletic pants. Somehow they don't seem to get holes as much. And that's where my thing is like, I'm like, I want them to keep the jeans nice. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want them destroying all of their jeans within yeah. the first like month of wearing them. And then now I tell them to get ready for church and all of their jeans have like holes and stains all over them. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Chip, we got, we came to the conclusion that it's okay and... He doesn't... That we're on the same page about, like, the appropriateness of where... Okay. You know. Wow. As far as, like, that Glad I'm Glad you guys sorted that off. I just wanted to be clear that it's not like I'm not being submissive to him in this, and that if he felt so strongly about it that he really felt right. like it needed to be a rule, I'm not, like, fighting him on it and arguing. I, I was just sort of like, wait, why does this matter? Like, for yeah. them to go down to the Johnsons? At Tim has a very doesn't care at all. I know. And takes no part I in like feel like I feel like Chip has to look through like all your kids' clothes and like cares a lot and Tim like there'll be times that one of my kids puts something on and is like, Oh, I really like that. But that's like the extent of Yeah. Basically like when we're opinions. sorting through like <laughs> what things the kids don't really want and whether we're gonna get rid of it completely or save it for the next kids, I have to have him look through to make sure if he's like really opinionated about something mm-hmm. then yeah and it was really funny because we got out the box of like 18 to 24 month clothes mm-hmm. for Deke and we'd get out one shirt and be like we were kind of like we don't if we don't need we don't need to keep all of these things and we'd get out a shirt and I'd be like we don't need we don't need to keep that and he's like I love this shirt mm-hmm. and then he'd pull out like the next shirt and he's like you probably like this one. And I'm like, yeah, that's one of my favorites. He's like, that's why we kept this one. And it was very clear that, like... You guys are both really opinionated about it. And we both, like, really don't like the things that the other person really (laughs) likes. And, uh, like, the whole pile of stuff that I would have been like, I don't even know why we kept this in the first place, was he wanted to keep it. And the whole pile of, like, him being like, I'm not sure why we still have this around. Is like your favorites? That's so cute, though. And he's like, hmm, so. That's funny. And I can always tell, because whenever he gets Deke dressed, I'm like, oh, Dad got you dressed today. (laughs) But he probably feels the same way about when I get him dressed, so. It's fine. Well. I don't know whether it's a good thing or bad thing to have a husband that cares so much about it. Yeah. Because there's, there's like, some benefits to having his help and input, but there's also sometimes I'm like, I wish I could just do this and... Yeah. But... So. You have some big news for me? Yeah, I have a question. Okay. Well, it's a topic someone asked us to talk about. Do I have to wait till the very end? Oh, (laughs) I kind of forgot about I that. Didn't. Oh, okay. No, you don't have to wait till the end. I'll tell you first. Okay. So, just to catch everyone up. Yes, I feel like there needs to be background of like yes. the what has happened in between. I don't know where so, you left off. Last, I don't but. either. But as most of you know, I get to name this my baby whatever I want because of the agreement between Tiff and I. But there was like all that awkwardness of like. 
then you didn't want it to be a name he didn't like, but you also... Yes, there was a lot of, like, back and forth and trying to come up with other names. And, like, this and is the, feeling like it's backfiring and... Yes. I don't really feeling know what's like, going on. Do I actually... Do I want... Do I want to pick my favorite name or do I want to pick a, a name that is okay to me that we both really like? But then feeling like, but I don't want to give in... Like, it felt like this. Right. The one time I get to pick whatever name I want, and it felt like I shouldn't give in and pick anything he likes, and I should pick my favorite name. But the the really fun part about the last, what, month or so? It's been about a month, yeah. Is that, I don't know what she's picked yet, but it, it was kind of able to get past all of that because she just decided but then Mm -hmm. decided not to tell which was like a whole different (laughs) aspect where I feel like you could have picked his very favorite name but it still made it fun Mm. yes because because I very much had like a hundred percent decided in my mind like I know what the baby's name is and I'm just not gonna tell anybody and so Tim tried to play it off for the last month like he didn't care anytime I'd be like so I know what the baby's name is does that bother you at all and he's like no I don't care whatever and for me, it's, like, my favorite thing in the world, but I didn't, I knew he was saying he didn't care, but I was, like, just so proud of Abby that she was, like... Ever keeping, a, like, secret? a surprise? Yes. I hate surprises and... Right. So she never keeps surprises. So I was like, maybe she's even going to go all the way to the end of, like, the... I whole... contemplated it very strongly. Well, and if he hadn't... Yes. So, so, so here's the deal. So I told him, because he kept calling like rubbing my stomach and calling the baby a name he liked and I'm like you don't get to do that you can't like just say what the baby's name like call it whatever you want like if you want to know what this baby's name is you have to come out and say Abby please tell me the name you've chosen like tell me what the baby's name is I want to know and he played it off for weeks after I told him that as like well I don't I don't really want to know it's fine you don't have to tell me and she was very much like that's the rule like you I will tell you I will tell I'm not gonna be hard yes I'm not playing hard to get in the sense that like yes I said I'm willing I will to tell, tell you. you right now yeah you have to say you want to know mm-hmm. yes yeah that was exactly <laughs> and it's made it so wonderful <laughs> because <laughs> he went weeks then being like well no that's fine I don't want to know and I was kind of like oh I was really ready to tell you and but you don't want to know the more it's gotten like the closer it's gotten to now yes it it got even better because at first he was saying that and you really didn't know if he really didn't care that much right but more recently it's been very obvious that he really does care and he wants to know what it is and i did tell him like i feel like if i'm gonna tell you we're just gonna tell everybody but if you want it to be a surprise then i'll just not tell you and it can just be a surprise for everyone when the baby's born and i felt like i could do that and felt but it was more and more obvious that he was trying to leave these subtle hints of, like, trying to get me to want to tell him and that I just cave and tell him. And I feel like that's what's made me so, like, <laughs> delighted because I feel like normally it would drive you so crazy. Like, yeah. you would want to tell him so much that... Mm-hmm. Yes. And so and anytime we talk whole back and forth has just been, like... And anytime we talk about it, the, I, I was, like... I really want to tell him. I think he's going to, like, ask me to tell him. And then he wouldn't. And I'd be like, okay, I'm not I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not. It's been great, you guys. Yeah. 
It's like the smile on my face right now. <laughs> the delight I feel. Oh, man. So I'm excited to know because what has happened. So on Sunday, right when I got home from Melissa's birth, I don't even know how it came up, but he said something about the baby's name. And I'm like, I'm ready to tell you. You know what you have to say. And I'm like, just tell me you want to know what it is and I'll say what it is. And he was like, you can tell me what you've picked. And I'm like, no, I get to pick the name. So I will tell we, you. We what, don't need to go back to that Right. I'm like, I'll like, tell you what ago. the name is if you say I want to know what the baby's name is. And we're kind of joking with each other. And the two older kids were in the kitchen also listening. They're all like, tell us, tell us. We want to know what the name is. Because they've also known that I've known. Right. But haven't told them. So, you think that's funny. <laughs> so, he told, he finally caved and said, okay, I want to know what it is. And then I suddenly was like, I don't know if I want to tell him. <laughs> because I just got so, like, strong and, like... You got, like, cold feet. Yeah, like, I was uh... like, oh, I don't know if I want it to be, like, not a secret anymore. Because I really, like, enjoyed having this, like, yeah. secret that... Because it has allowed me to, like think about other names and not feel bad about it, like, yeah. over time. Yeah. But but then, I do feel like you've felt confident in it for long enough yes. now that... And I will say, it is not my favorite name on the top of the list. But it it felt so much like... What his this, name is supposed to be. This is his name, and I don't know... I need to just be... This is what his name is. Yeah. There's no, like... There's no way around it, it felt like. Right, and when you told me that, like... A week or two yeah. ago, or three, whenever you, like, really decided, I was, like, really... I think that's made me feel even better about this whole thing, because I'm like, I don't know what she's picked, but I feel like she feels like it just has to... Like, right. It just is his name. Like It's not like I picked I, it because I'm like, this is my favorite name yeah, in the world, and, and I, I just love it. And I know I'm never going to be able yes. to again. And I think... That was my struggle in this whole and situation. And I think that so much of the time... That does just happen with a name. Right. Where it does just feel like, oh, like, yeah, this is their name. Yeah. And you can't always explain, like, why or how, but... Yep. Okay. So, so, since she told Tim... I said I'll tell everyone else, but I've made Danny wait until our podcast episode today. Which... I've been totally fine with, but yes. I have been looking forward to it. Other people that. have been wanting to, me to tell them, but I'm like, I can't until I tell Danny on her podcast, so. That makes me happy. I haven't told anyone else. Okay. Well, except my mom. Yeah, but. but. So, the name is. Are you feeling like a little bit cold <laughs> again? Like announcing it. A little now. bit, only because. A little bit. I'm also just really hot. I know. It's but. Here. Okay. So. His name. Is. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to react to it. <laughs> Ruben John. I knew, I knew that's what it was going to be. This whole and that's time. why it feels so funny is because this whole time it's, it's been like... Tim has this wanted is, this it. Is what Tim what, has been calling the baby. Right. And I was like, I know that's what... <laughs> that's why... I would have placed... Money on that? From pretty early on. It just yeah. felt like, so then when Tim started, when he didn't know the name, and he started, like, rubbing my belly, saying, like, hi, Rue, hi, Ruben, I'm like, y- you don't get to say, I haven't 
told you that's his name yet. Like, you, how did you know? You know I was so like shocked that he was like saying that, and I'm like, why is he like? He's not a lot. He doesn't know that's the name, even though I know that's the name. Like, he doesn't get to keep like acting like he knows it. And I think from the moment he suggested it, and you were annoyed that he suggested mm-hmm. it, and you were annoyed that you liked it. Yes, I yeah. was like, that's... I will be shocked if this doesn't end yep. up being his name. But... It just felt so like once I took everything, everyone else's like thoughts out of mm-hmm. and like st- stopped looking at options. I'm like, well, this is just so once you. The reality is, it's not everyone else's thoughts. It's like your, your stubbornness of not wanting it to. Be. I feel yes. like you liked the name from the beginning way more than you wished you liked the yes. name. If there had never been the whole like you're allowed to name the baby thing, it would have been the name. It would have been the name right. from like yes, the very true. first suggestion, which is probably true. <laughs> if right. you had said something different, I would have. I feel like my jaw would have dropped. Really, I feel like I would have been shocked. Like, really shocked. Especially yeah. if you would have come out with some name that you hadn't even talked about. I would have been like, <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. So but. Tim cheered. He was very excited. Yeah. I think he was a little nervous of what I was going to say. Yeah. So, we've been John. Excited, too. Yeah. Because I know that that's one that they've liked. Yeah, they've liked it. So... Yay! Yep. That's exciting. It's officially. Finn and Rue. Yep. Buds. BFFs. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> that's exciting. And I'm so glad that... I feel like even though there's, like, that little part of you that's like, oh, I'm sad it's not, like, a surprise surprise yeah. anymore, I also feel like there's a part of it that... You've had to catch yourself so many times from saying it, and I yes. feel like there is this part yes. of you that has really wanted to just be able to, like, acknowledge who he is, like, yes. as fully as you feel like it is, that mm-hmm. I'm glad that you don't have to, like, yeah, keep. Because I, I really do almost say it all the time. Because <laughs> I, like, think, of, like, when I'm talking to him and, like, even now I'm, like, trying to be careful in what I say, but I have to, like, yeah. be really careful that... Now I'm like, okay, we can... Which is the... And I've been so saying it around my like, kids the last few days. Completely the opposite of me, where mm-hmm. I'm like... I I don't feel like Finn isn't his name, but I don't feel connected to it being yeah. his name yet at all. But I wonder if that's because you didn't name Deke until after, like, later... Maybe, I don't know If why. you're just kind of used to... Yeah, well, we never name our babies early on in the... This is the... One of the earliest. No, it's by far the earliest because we had the name picked out before we even knew if it was, like, before we even knew I was pregnant. We were, like, not 100% sure, but we were, like, I remember talking before I got pregnant, like, if we have a girl, her name will be Lainey Marie. If we have a boy, his name will be Stephen Finley. Like, we figured that all out before I even got pregnant. I remember that. Which, we've never done that at all. Like, we've never had a name picked out before I'm even pregnant, and then just waited to, like, find out the gender and then be like, well, that's his name. And I think it, I, I don't feel, like, any amount of, like, regret or, like, uh, maybe I'm still thinking about a different name and uh, that doesn't feel right. Nothing mm-hmm. nothing like that. But I just feel like I'm still kind of, like, it'll have to, it'll be different once he's, like, out and yeah. I can see him and it sticks more. Yeah. But we call him it. 
We just still call him Mike the baby and yeah, yep, stuff like that a lot too. The baby. Yep. Well, okay, so now that we're 46 minutes in, <laughs> we have one, at least one very happy listener that we're just now getting towards the topic. <laughs> yes, so. Probably the listener who suggested the topic in is, the first place. Yes, the listener who suggested the topic. Okay. This is, she wants to know <clears throat> how we go about handling fear towards like going through the birth process in labor see how- the really funny part about this is that she also messaged me this question oh. <laughs> but the way that you told me that you were like excited about what we were going to talk yeah. about and then I think both was it you Somebody the other night also told me, like, I know what you guys are going to talk about on your podcast, but made it seem like I didn't know. So this whole time, <laughs> I wondered like what we were talking about. And I knew apparently those. <laughs> well, good. Then you have time to think about it. Yeah. Okay. So the question is how do we go about preparing for labor and birth? And how do we go about addressing. Wasn't it also specifically like the fear of the pain? Of the, yeah. Like the fear of labor and birth. Like, the fear of coping with the pain. Yes. But specifically, either before we're pregnant or during the pregnancy. Not necessarily, like, right before you're going to have the baby. But how do we prepare our minds and prepare going into that? So not just, like, a, you know, right before right. you're about to have the baby. But what things go into. And what have been some experiences of fearing that process? If any. Never. I've never had any fears about this process, and I don't do anything. Great. Well, I definitely feared Which, the most I'm with just kidding, totally. Arrow's birth. Like, okay. when I was pregnant with Arrow, that was something that I feel like the whole pregnancy, I'm like, I just don't want to, I don't want to have the baby. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I really struggled a lot with, with fear in that, and it wasn't until... Fear towards... Fear. Any specific part or just Specifically all transition pushing the baby out. That, like, last <laughs> half hour, 45 minutes, hour, that is, like, the part that I'm always, like, I. that's just when I panic. I lose control. I can't handle it with all my other births. And that's just the part that I, like, dreaded and didn't even want to, like, think about going through. Do you feel like... Because I do feel like that, in cap, like, incorporates one part but also it feels like two separate parts at the same time like I feel like you can say transition slash actually the baby coming out Mm -hmm. but I do feel like there is also transition yes and actually the baby coming out do you feel like those were equal or do you like equal fear on those two things or do you feel like one felt more daunting than the other no they felt kind of equal they all felt okay horrible because for me. me Transition feels way more specifically getting stuck in transition for a long time mm-hmm. and not being able to push or ready to push or pushing in the baby not coming. Yeah. Or yes. Like that feels way more of a fear than just if I know that like transition's just going to be this short amount of time and then I get to push and then. I push and then the baby's out. Yeah. I feel like, okay, like, if that's 
what happens, which has happened with right several of my births, and which what is what normally happens, then mm-hmm. that feels like I don't feel super afraid of that. I get afraid when I think like, but what if I get in that place where the contractions are on top of each other and right. I'm like in labor land and I can't even like ask for water and yes, I don't feel like I can get out of that and I don't even feel like I feel the baby and I can't push and like what if that yeah. that's when I feel more like oh no I think for me why it feels the same is because my transition before Arrow's birth my transition with my other kids resulted in such fear and panic that carried over into the pushing stage that I was already I had already lost any sense of like peace and calmness and like ability to like cope that which so for Cal's birth you were out of the water Mm -hmm. during that time like when when transition really hit full force and right. pushing yes you were out of the water you were like walking to your room yes. like mm-hmm. it was not like you were in this really stable no like, that was definitely when it was and for Sela, you were also did you you had your water broken had you yes. already hit transition hardcore no. before that no it was when my water was broken so you had your water broken and then yes it went into that like yes. where i feel like it does go suddenly like from zero to 60 and yeah maybe yes. not zero but definitely yes. not 60 to 60 yeah and then Cade's was just super long so and Yes. And it's hard to know what even was what. And it yes. was just all horrible. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and Graceland, obviously, yeah. it was a different... We never hit transition. Scenario so. completely. Yeah. So, all of that to say that then Arrow's birth, you were in the tub. Yes. But it, leading up to Arrow's birth, I no, had right. so much fear you're, because you're it was like, yes, I'm only basing it on Cal and Sayla. And that was horrible 45 minutes of my life. And I never want to repeat that again. Right. So... The question was, like, what things did we did we do or do we do to help prepare our minds for knowing that birth is painful and that there's, like, parts in it that we can be fearful of? And I think for Arrow's birth, there was a lot of, like, needing to acknowledge that I had fear there. I feel like pretending like there isn't fear there when there is isn't going to be helpful right in the birth process because right. it will come out like you can't pretend you're not fearful of something and not deal with those emotions and birth is not the time to deal with those fears right because that's like the hardest time to work through those and cope with those and your body how your emotions play into the hormone process and how your body is working on a physical aspect is so intertwined and connected that it's really important to talk out and work through the fears before you are in the situation, before you're in labor. Right. So with Arrow's pregnancy, I did a lot of talking about those fears. Um, I spent a lot of time. This is something I, I've done a couple of, a couple of really Calvary's birth Calvary's pregnancy and arrows the most I think but like I make like a specific playlist of like worship songs that is for that labor that the whole pregnancy I like add to it and like but I make a different one each time Mm -hmm. as like 
God is laying different like songs on my mind or working through different things. Um, so I make a different playlist each time. And then I spend a good amount of my pregnancy listening to that playlist, usually like, like in the bath. Reasons and things that yes. you're like. Why you those have- songs are specific to fears or things I'm things God is like working in me Mm -hmm. and so then I spend a good amount of my pregnancy listening to those and practicing relaxing and practicing like praying through those songs and a lot of times that happens when I have like nightly baths and like just spend the time like really worshiping through those songs and praying through those songs Mm -hmm. and then when I like play those songs again in labor it helps bring you back. It brings to that me back to worship yes. and peace yes. and prayer and in whatever areas I feel like God is was working on right at that time, mm-hmm. and that's been like a practical aspect mm-hmm. of something that has really helped me to be like not waiting until I'm in labor to work on the fears, but work on the fears through the pregnancy by talking them out, mm-hmm. praying, and spending a lot of time praying about them. And asking God, like, what what he wants to teach me mm-hmm. in that. And I think for me, um, some of the biggest fears I can think of are, obviously, with, with almost all of my first pregnancies, and still one of the things I, like, am struggling through, wrestling through, trying to figure out, um, just the size of my babies. Mm-hmm. I've never been one to be growing small babies along the way. My right. first several babies weren't big at birth because I did things to have them come out early. Yes. Yeah. But I do think leading up to Archer's birth, which was the first one that I was like, okay, I'm going to leave this alone. And I had to just, well, so I had the little bit of a, of an advantage of, I had Brinley at the hospital without any pain medication, and it it really was really difficult for yeah. me. And then when I had Titus at the hospital with no pain medication, even though I, did, I, I had my water broken with both of them while in labor, and it did intensify it like way. Trans- yeah. It like put me into transition both times and then it was like I don't I, I can't do this much longer if I don't like push the baby out soon I don't know what I'm gonna yeah. do like I can't do this I feel like I'm dying yeah but with Titus the difference was I didn't feel like that until I got out of the shower while I was in the shower even though I was clearly in transition I felt like the water was really helping me cope with mm-hmm. the like pain of it and the intensity of it and I felt very like good about it but then they got me out of the shower to check me and like got me on the bed and it was like then awful awful and um so I think I had this hope to hold on to with Archer of like okay doing this at home I'm doing a water birth like and um like they say it's the midwives epidural and I love the water and then I really did like the water made a huge huge difference for me and was like a night and day difference Mm -hmm. and so I know that then my birth with Deke my big struggle my big fear was not having the water yeah it was like a very real fear that I felt like I've done this without the water two times and it was awful. Mm -hmm. 
one I've done it without the water at all one time and that was like I, I was like I'm never doing this again mm-hmm. I did it the next time with some water involved that made it more tolerable mm-hmm. for longer and made me feel like I got through it better than the first one right then the next one I did in the water and I got out for a short time of archer's labor right. because I got so hot we we hadn't anticipated that I was actually gonna be going into labor when I I wasn't actually having contractions when I got in the tub, but then he was born an hour later. So I got so overheated at one point, even though they were trying to nub ice in and stuff, that I got out to lay on the bed under the fan to, like, cool down. And, like, it was so, like... It wasn't very long before I was, like, just begging to get back in the water. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need the water. I need to get back in the water. I want to just get back in the water. Yeah. And I got back in the water, and he was, like, born right then. Um... So then when it was Deke's pregnancy, mm-hmm. and God really forced me to face that, like, yeah. head on, because the morning that I woke up, finally having contractions at 40, 41 weeks, three days, our hot water heater had broken. Yeah. <laughs> and I had no idea if it was going to get fixed, and it just didn't... It, I really felt like God was really challenging me on, like, are you idolizing this water? Are you... Are you trusting in like the water to get you through this right. or are you trusting in me to get the, you through this and like what if there's some reason that you don't need the water this time and what if what if there were more aspects than just like the water or not the water that helped you cope with mm-hmm. like the pain in the situation and you know just yeah. really forced me to like think through a lot and and really have to give it over to god and I think that's where it comes down to is these fears in this process is, yes, it's important to acknowledge them. And yes, we're going to have them in a lot of different ways, but it is important. It's important to talk about them, but it's drastically more important to pray about them and to really surrender them to God. Mm -hmm. And really, I think one thing that it can be scary to do as believers, not in just this situation, but in so many situations, is A, to pray that God would allow you to not experience pain and to not experience fear mm-hmm. because it feels like, but what if I still do? Mm-hmm. Like, did he yeah. not answer my prayer then? But then come alongside that with acknowledging the fact that God uses things that are hard and uses things that are painful and uses things that to teach us and to grow us mm-hmm. and to sanctify us. And that, and coming to that point of like, I can, I, it is okay to ask for these things. It is okay to ask, you know, I've been already like, I've been thinking through like, what's my list of like, if I could ask God for like things that feel like, I don't know if selfish is the right word, but just feel like this would be, like, my requests in this birth. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what I would really, like, desire. Right. As if he doesn't already know, like, Right, but I think there's an aspect of, like, not being afraid to come to him and ask him and... And tell him those things, but then trusting that he is a good and loving father, and that if mm-hmm. he says no to those things, and if he gives yeah. me something different, that he's not giving me 
bad things, even if he gives me hard things. Mm -hmm. And really, like, comparing that thought to what we are shown in Scripture of, you know, when he says, if your child asks you for, like, bread, are you going to give him a stone? Right. And, like, if you're not going to give your children these things, like... I am so much more of a perfect father than mm-hmm. you are right. perfect parents to your, like, you are not even close to being perfect parents, but yet you want loving things for your kids. Right. But it may not, it still might not look like what they think is mm-hmm. the best thing for them or what they need. or right. And the way that he uses all of these different things to come together to use us for his glory right and sometimes that includes really painful things we didn't ask for and we didn't want Mm -hmm. and so like i said that's all like that's applicable to so many things in life Mm -hmm. but it's very applicable in birth as well yeah and i think the struggle we can get into sometimes and what where i'm at right now is like when we do feel like we have some amount of influence on how certain things go or don't go that mm-hmm. take action and sometimes take hard action. Yeah. And sometimes we don't really know if they're going to actually make a difference or not. Mm-hmm. And we feel challenged still to like maybe consider doing them. It's like even trusting God through that whole process and trusting him both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to our midwife today about just that idea that the outward actions people take to people or even the same person could be doing doing something and they could be doing it with a sinful, rebellious heart yeah. where God has really called them to not be doing that and they're doing it in an act of disobedience. Or they could be doing the exact same thing mm-hmm. out of out of obedience that they don't want to be doing it and God is calling them to do it. I mean, even an example of something like a C-section. Mm-hmm. It could be that someone is making the decisions completely out of fear, completely not going to the Lord, completely deciding that they're handling it this way because they don't want to do these certain things mm-hmm. or whatever. And and that they could be having like a sinful heart and sinful attitude in that mm-hmm. and just a disregard for God and his right leading or it could be something they've never wanted and that they're really scared to do and that they really are being prayerful about with their husband and for whatever reason sometimes the reasons can't even make a whole lot of sense to mm-hmm. outside people but they know it's what God is right. asking them to do Mm-hmm. And it, and our motivation needs to not be seeking to please man, and even when we can't us. explain things right. to everyone. Yeah. And but it does get really tricky because within that, when we don't hold each other, when we don't, it it also leaves a lot of room then for justification of why things. Right. That's where, I mean, and this, again, isn't just with birth stuff. This is, this is so many things in life. Mm-hmm. This is so many decisions in life. And it's really difficult when you're dealing with a culture, though, that does disregard God mm-hmm. and does act as though they are 
that doctors are all-knowing or mm-hmm. the ultimate authority on what is the best or the right thing or right. whatever. And so it can be easy to fall into this. There needs to be, and I think our goal is to call out those what are wrong and sinful motivations right. that are very prevalent in our culture. Yes. And call Christian women to not just fall into this trap of indifference or ignorance or not thinking them through, not praying about them. Mm-hmm. But it can be difficult also on the other side of that to then not get so fixed in the mindset of like seeing these things as like, well, that doesn't seem like the most godly way or the wisest way or that seems really selfish or when we don't know people's heart motivations right. on things or the struggle that they're having with them or how God's going to use them to right. grow them and and shape their own lives and walks. and So that's always our ultimately... That's our heart and our desire is to try to be extremely careful to not assume things of others and and allow God to work on people in the way he wants to work on them and trust that people, when they make their decisions, are doing them with the with the background of praying about them and really seeking the Lord on them. and Right. So what do you think about that? How about you? Do you have fears this time? No. I, I think this time I'm feeling, well, I was feeling like, I was feeling extra good about it, but anytime you attend a birth when you're far enough in your, into your pregnancy, it can bring up fears that you thought you had coped with and dealt with but so I think attending birth when you're in your third trimester can definitely make fears resurface but I feel like overall a lot of the fears I did have and did struggle with the most with my pregnancy with Arrow God really answered and helped me in Arrow's birth in kind of what you were talking about of like telling God what asking God for specific things and then even though it felt not wrong but felt like well this is he's not actually gonna answer this in this way um, as far as pain goes in birth and so I think that was a huge part of Arrow's birth and Arrow's birth did was so drastically different than what I experienced before. And if I could just, like, repeat that exact birth every time, like, that would just be great. But I also feel like that was an experience in a time that, like, God really showed me that, like, I can't ask him for these things, and he can do it. And sometimes he doesn't do it Mm -hmm. for other reasons, like, in that every birth is different and every, like, experience is different in that ultimately he's going to give us what we need for that season, for that birth, for our our sanctification and for his glory. And sometimes that means he gives us great birth experiences that are really straightforward and easy and 
whatever. And sometimes that means he doesn't. And and sometimes he that means that he puts us in a situation where we make all of our ideal choices and we feel like there's nothing hard to figure out. And sometimes it means that we run into decision after decision and even might be in labor and be put up against a place of having to make a decision we thought we wouldn't ever want to make, that we wouldn't ever make, that we wouldn't ever do, that is not our first choice, that feels really hard. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's what I've just really been trying to prepare myself for, again, as I move closer and closer to this birth, is really being open to what God has for this labor and this Mm -hmm. delivery, whether that's... One of the things that really, um, especially with with Deke, I also dealt with a lot of the fears around, like, am I making the best decisions? I had these different things going on that were falling outside of normal. But but were still very much gray areas. They weren't like this, this... And even going and getting you know, going to specialists and things, it wasn't like people were telling me, like, you need to not have your baby at home. Mm-hmm. Like, even going to a neonatologist, they're like, yeah, I think you're still fine to do a home birth. And Right. So, but yet, there was still a lot of just questions as to, like, why do I have so much fluid and how big will my baby be? And are these going to cause problems or not? And are these going to cause problems that I would have wished that I would have decided to be in the hospital mm-hmm. or yeah, all of these different things? And and also, Archer's birth had been, like, once my contraction started and quickly to get, like, mm-hmm. closer than, like, 45 minutes to an hour apart. Right. Which didn't feel like actual labor. Mm he was born in an hour and I think it felt and it was it was so different like your experience than my two that were not in the water mm-hmm. that I kept holding on to like oh I hope it's like that again but then I would have my brain bounce to like but what if it's not what if it's like this yes. yeah. what if I don't get the water what if I what if what if what if what mm-hmm. if and so I think I think that one of the things that God clearly impressed upon me during that time was, I will sustain you. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to rely on him to sustain me. He'll give me wisdom. He'll give my husband wisdom. He'll give my midwife wisdom. Like, if we are going to him mm-hmm. and we are acknowledging him and our goal is to give him glory, as much as this is, like, potentially a taboo thing to bring up, like one of the fears is like, well, what if what if my baby dies? What if my baby dies and I made these decisions that are countercultural right. and that everybody's gonna think were bad decisions and then my baby dies and and it was just the same answer over and over. Like I will sustain you. Like I will I will give you. My grace is sufficient mm-hmm. in each thing. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to know what that's going to look like right. in each detail and in each day and in each moment, but. I am faithful. I have been faithful. Like, look at my faithfulness, not just in your own life, not just in the people's lives around you, but going back through, like, all the 
generations and mm-hmm. all the way all the way back to the very beginning like I'm I will be faithful I will sustain you I will be what you need mm-hmm. if you like so trust me in that mm-hmm. and come to me for that like don't run to these other things right don't get so caught up in like how are these other tools and things that he can very much use as resources to sustain me but don't run to those as my idols and my right. gods yeah and run to him because mm-hmm. he's going to be what will sustain me. And sometimes he sustains us through a certain person that he brings to support us. And sometimes he sustains us through allowing us to have the hot water. And sometimes he sustains us through a multitude of different mm-hmm. ways. But it has to be a constant acknowledgement of him being the one that's doing the sustaining. Right. And that he will. Mm-hmm. Like that we can trust him for that. that right. So I think ultimately when these fears come, acknowledge them, but then acknowledge them in light of who God is and in his character. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge them in light of God's sovereignty over the situation, mm-hmm. of God's goodness, of God's faithfulness, of of God's mercy, of God's grace. All of those things, when we can acknowledge mm-hmm. our fears in light of that, it, it does a lot to... Mm-hmm help to take them and to think okay he will get me through whatever he brings me to like right and it might not feel like he i know you know there's always that controversy with which i very much agree with one side of people when they say god will never give you more than you can handle i think he gives us more than we can handle all the time oh yeah and he does so because, I mean, even the verse that was up on Melissa's wall of because his strength is made perfect in our Yeah, weakness. my grace is sufficient. My, my, I'm like, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Right. I think it's 2 Corinthians. Right. 10. And so, yes, sometimes he definitely magnifies our weakness yes. and, mm-hmm. and makes us feel it very strongly so mm-hmm. that we can revel in his strength and his glory and and just see the provider that he is and so that's what i would say about all of that i just need to like bookmark this section of this podcast (laughs) to play it back to myself like every week Because that's the thing. You can believe these things and it doesn't mean there isn't still struggle and it doesn't mean, mean that there isn't still fears that come up. And But it's important to acknowledge them and be prayerful over them and not. But I think so much of our culture also would say it's important to acknowledge them, but then somehow conquer them in your own power or like, you know, with your this- self-care get this grasp over like I am a warrior (laughs) I am strong like my body and my baby know exactly what to do and yeah you know you have to be careful to not I think that the problem with all of that well besides the fundamental truths that they're not built upon right are the fact that they're going to fail you Mm mm-hmm at times and leave you feeling very lost and very confused yeah and when things don't go the way that you've just spent time envisioning envisioning and, and drawing artwork about and yeah 
empowering your I think, mind. Yeah, like meditating through what's going to happen. Right. You know, I don't. That's not. That's not the resources we should be going to, and that's not right. the way it always it goes. And if that's right. where you've placed your hope, that's your just trust, another then, idol. Yep. That's, yep. So I wouldn't recommend those avenues. I would definitely recommend God's character <laughs> yeah. as the foundation and source for yeah. dealing with fears and anxieties. Yep. I liked your practical tips, by the way. You know, I'm all about the practicality. Yeah. I don't feel like I've done you. Uh, I feel like you don't. You don't really like music. You don't. Oh, really, I'll do. No, but you don't have like a music. specific. You just want to listen to the spec- like the same thing every labor. So far, that has been the case. I did have a specific album that I listened to at the, a lot at the end of Deke's birth, or at the end of Deke's pregnancy right. that I thought I might play in labor, but mm-hmm. I never got to that. And, yeah. But, yeah. But it is important. It's not like you could just throw anything on and I'd be like, yes. this is fine. Yes. It is hymns. Yes. There is it a is different Page CXVI that I feel like I know them all really well and I've listened to them all a million times mm-hmm. and I've listened to them with several of my kids. And Yeah. Um, I did have a more specific playlist for Brinley. I don't remember if I had music on much for my birth with Titus. It definitely doesn't, like, stand out as a yeah. thing I remember. I, I feel like I would have wanted music, and, yeah. but... I can even, like, tell you a specific song that is, like, connected to each one of my labors, and they're all different. But is it that, just one that you connect to each one, basically? Yes. Okay. I mean, I have different playlists for each labor, well, but there's, like... I know you don't just put one song on the playlist. <laughs> but there's a specific song yeah. for each labor that... Sometimes I know it before the labor even starts, but sometimes it's, like, in labor. That's, like, the song I keep. Oh, for Archer, for sure. Which, this is really funny to me. And this is... I feel like I... I feel like even admitting this out loud feels a little <laughs> vulnerable because I just feel like I'm about to say something that uh, I don't know if any other person in the whole world will agree with me on. Okay. <laughs> but I typically don't really like the hymn Amazing Grace. Oh, I feel... I, I hear that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like... Every time I think it in my head, I feel like I think I'm the only person who thinks Oh, this. no, I but feel that way. Every time people, like, suggest that they want to sing that or that... I don't know. Like, it's not like I hate it or anything, but I definitely don't feel the, like... Level of connection to that. That so many people seem yes, to feel. I... But the page XVI, page CXVI version of Amazing Grace is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But I still wouldn't think that I would ever, like, want to turn that on. But it very much was, like, the song that, like, like my mom and I, like, sang it together through mm-hmm. out, like, a little part of my labor with him. And it, like, I just, it, like, I'm very, it comes on mm-hmm. and I'm, like... I love just that version of it and just for that reason. Do you feel that way all about any specific, particular songs on during Melissa's labor? 
No, because I wasn't paying that close of attention. Oh, okay. Why? When everyone in the room started oh. seeing Come Thou Fount, yes. I was like... I just kind of forgot about that. But. It was like this moment where like one person started kind of humming it, and then it just broke into everyone I've actually, singing. I, I've I don't actually, know if it totally annoyed Melissa or that's, not. I've, 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 I think I don't feel like that with Melissa's birth until I, I... That's actually one of the things I've wanted to ask her about. Yeah, I have too. At the time, I was so conflicted over like... I was this, I wasn't singing it, but it was still this, really beautiful. I was like, "Is this just for all the rest of us?" And Melissa wants to kill all of us right now. <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah. I really felt. But then we like things. go to church that night, and that was yes, one of the songs, I and did. I was like, I did notice that crying again. But it it very I didn't feel this like. If she tells me, like, that was, like, one of the most beautiful parts of my labor, <laughs> then I feel like I will be able to hold on Connect to that, that as a connection. Yes, but we but still don't know. She might, have, she might have hated us. <laughs> and I really felt conflicted even while it yeah, was happening. we need like, to ask her. Do do? Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> like, do we continue do we with sing? the next verse? <laughs> <laughs> It was a beautiful moment for the rest of us. It was for us. We just don't know if it was for Melissa. (laughs) Sorry, Melissa. You're welcome. (laughs) One of those two. (laughs) All right. This episode is getting long. Long guest. There you go, listener who asked us that question. You also got your longest episode to date. You're welcome. And goodbye. (laughs) Bye.